Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the High Connect Podcast, a weekly podcast where all we do is create massive sneaker groups, train Muay Thai, and of course, kill it on YouTube. And hey, no one does that better than my guest today, sneaker YouTuber Keith Adam. How you doing, Keith? Good, man. Thank you so much for having me on. It is truly a pleasure. One thing I got to say before we even begin, man, since about high school, I've been watching your videos, Untied Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. Unboxing videos. I used to watch Serial before school, watching at least two of them. Are you serious? That's crazy, man. It's, it's honestly unbelievable that I'm getting a chance to talk to you now. So. Thank I, you so much. Well, one thing that I've really liked about your content and what's cool is that I've been watching your stuff, you know, for m- multiple years now, too. And uh, what I really like about you is you're very humble and straightforward with everything, you know, and uh, in the sneaker culture, you're probably familiar with it. A lot of it is like flexing or, you know, trying to show who has like the most money or all of this, right? The most expensive shoes. But you always kept it real. You know, you like what you like um, and you don't like hide behind anything, you know, which I like. And that's that's uh, a absolutely. Yeah. And I think that was huge because uh, when you came onto the scene, you did things a lot differently than what most people were doing. You know, I think you embraced uh, like the not really botting culture per se, but just like the ability to cop culture. I think you guys were actually one of the earliest sneaker groups, to be honest, too, right? Endurance. Yes. Yeah. When did you guys start that, that, by the way? Yeah, that came in December of 2018. Oh, that was early. Even prior to that. I remember when reselling was certainly very, very frowned upon. Now, even still, there's a lot of people who don't like reselling, but mm-hmm. back then, it was a whole different culture. Yes. Uh, back then, if you said you were a reseller, you know, anywhere, you'd be scrutinized, you'd be ostracized wherever you went. Uh, so when I came onto the YouTube scene discussing things like resale predictions or even discussing how to jig your information to get multiple pairs, mm-hmm. you know, more than one, of course. I got a lot of criticism for that because I was one of the first people to start discussing those types of topics because before me, it was mostly just YouTubers collecting and that was it. People doing shoe reviews, um, on feet reviews, and that was it. There weren't really any other resellers out there aside from me and some other very, very small channels out there. So when I first hopped into it, I got a lot of criticism for that because you know, no one was really a fan of reselling. Everyone hated the resellers and God forbid botting too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Trigger so word. It was a it big was, trigger word. Yes, exactly. It's been quite the transition though. The communities certainly started becoming more comfortable with reselling. Now people are saying, Hey, you know what? I could take one pair, resell one, stock the other, keep it for myself. So more and more people are starting to become comfortable with it. Which is good, I think, you know, and I was kind of those guys too in the beginning where I still don't bot. I feel like it's just like a personal preference kind of thing, you know, Um, but, you know, that goes to say that I understand the culture and stuff and that it is important to an extent when you're not trying to get like, I think, thousands of pairs and maybe it's just a couple for you and your homies and stuff. I think that's okay, you know, but I, I do remember in the early days, man, like you just came out like guns blazing with it because, yeah, there was nobody talking about the resale aspect. And I was like. There's this young kid, you know, on the scene, Keith Adam. He's got like this crazy uh, profile picture. I, I don't even know, some kind of meme looking face thing. <laughs> and I was like, this kid is going to get grilled, you know? I was like, dang, he's, he's really trying to do all mm-hmm. these resale predictions, talking about like how to cop this. And then before, yep. Keith, I think you remember this too, a lot of people were like anti to like even information being passed out. You know, yes, like you're exactly. not, yeah, you weren't all bots. That's why sometimes it was just like, oh, this is how to do the Yeezy jig, right? Precisely. There were a lot of instances where, Um, I found a new tip, some sort of website jig. And when I shared that, you'd get all the comments like, delete this. Yeah, yeah. Why are you sharing this, bro? And, you know, you get some of that now, but um, it's certainly to a lesser degree. Uh, Back then, though, you know, you posted some kind of jig or something. Like, I remember there was um, a live stream I did for the Yeezy Blue Tints and the entire live stream for about 24 hours. I was constantly trying to help people discuss, you know, the different types of jigs, you know. There was a jig for Adidas, which we still use now and uh-huh. still works because Adidas, <laughs> Adidas. cookies. They, they haven't learned yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been teaching them that whole time. Uh, there was this website called Barney's and you could pre-cart the item on Barney's. This was a long, long time ago. Back in know, the good old days, right? Day. <laughs> yeah. So when I was teaching people this over the live stream, all in the chat, people were saying like, stop. Okay, you showed us now. Stop, stop showing oh my, other people. Right. <laughs> and it's so crazy because it's like, but you just wanted this information and now you're going to be selfish with it and not pass it out to somebody yeah. else. You know, it's like, sure. yeah. And that was something that I, I saw in you right away where you're like, nah, man, you know, this is for everybody. And you made it free, right. which is cool too, because I know you guys do have your endurance group. Right. And we'll talk about that yes. more in depth. There's certain kinds of information where 
certain paid information yep. that can't be just given out. Right. But there's other certain types of information like the Adidas.com jig that I was talking about. You know, that's a completely fair game. And I think that's something that everyone should be allowed to know. That's not something that should be hidden. Yep. But then there's other things um, such as Nike sneakers, early information. That's information that I have to pay several thousand dollars every single month for. Mm-hmm. That's something that I can't necessarily just give out. Right. And it's not even my choice exactly, because if I do do that, it puts his job at risk. Of course, of course. Yeah. So you got to put yeah, some so kind of a little bit of a paywall. Degrees to this types of information. Yeah. But one of the things with you, too, because I remember I was t- discussing with you, I think, via text or something about, you know, when you were first starting endurance. And we were talking about it and uh, I was wondering how come you didn't have like more people in it. And you told me one of the things you told me was it's because right now we can't support more than what this number is based off of like the number of servers or whatever it was. And, the, you know, the amount of help and like uh, people that you had on your team. And you said, I don't want to like just take a cash grab and grab everybody in because we can't support that number. So what that was one thing that I kind of respected with you. Right. A lot. I, you were like, nah, I just want to keep it like small because I want to help you. That was my, your main priority. It wasn't to make a bunch of money. It was to grow with this community. And so far it seems like you guys are doing that. Are are you able to say how much uh, members you guys have right now? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have to keep it under 2,500 members because if we surpass that, then the mobile notifications will not work unless you use an app mention. That's just how discord works, unfortunately. But like, like you were referring to, I actually think this is a positive because I Mm -hmm. wanted to stop it somewhere around this, um, amount anyway, just because I think it's important to keep the information, you know, somewhat exclusive, you know, because it gives these people who are already paying for the service a better chance at actually being able to exploit these resources they're given. If I were to make the group, you know, 10,000 people, which I certainly could if I wanted to, Mm -hmm. it would certainly degrade the value of my service. And I don't want to do that. Right. Because I, th- I think one of your biggest assets is that you have recurring members. You know, it's not like people sign up yeah. for one month and then they bounce. It's like when people sign up, they're in it for like the long haul, it seems like. Yeah. Right. The vast majority of people are always here for the long duration of time. And then there are times when there's medical emergencies mm. or military emergencies. And for those types of people, we usually allow them to come back if they've already can prove that they've been a member oh, in the wow. past. Wow, you actually but, uh, even take the time of day to like go through that and like listen to those problems because Oh yeah, I reply to every single DM. There's never been a single DM I never replied to. What the heck? And you guys have yeah. close to 2500 <laughs> members It's only on Discord. Right. Um, for Instagram I can't do that, but for Discord any members of mine or even if I'm in another group um like uh, another bot group like that I don't own of course, mm-hmm. then they could still feel free to DM me and I always answer. How do you have the time for this, Keith? I mean, like just that (laughs) alone, I would say like, you know, they must have so much people just trying to hit you up just because they want to talk to, you know, sneaker YouTuber Keith Adams. So that I would assume there's just a constant, constant flow because I I see the DMs and the Instagram, same thing. You know, I can't answer them. It's just impossible. Um, But I would just think like those conversation threads just could last forever just because they want to talk to like a, you know, quote unquote celebrity. So (laughs) how do you how do you do that? There are certainly a lot of people that tend to want a longer conversation, but usually I, I have to interject and say, hey, I, I got some work to do, but I'm uh, feel, feel free to DM me whenever if you need help with something. But yeah, if it goes on a tangent like that, as much as I hate to do it, because I love talking to my supporters, uh, sometimes, you know, I got to get back to work because I'm managing a lot of things and I'm very hands-on with my work. So uh, sometimes it's got to end the conversation. I fit, Dude, that's a very respectable yeah. thing. Keith, do you mind me asking how old are you, man? I just recently turned 21. You just recently turned 21. What? Yes, sir. Brother, I freaking thought you were a lot older than that because you come off like even the first early videos. I was thinking this guy must be in college because you, you have like an articulate speech about you. Your cadence and stuff Thank when you're you. speaking is advanced, you know, and your business acumen is very high. So the fact that you created this business, it sounds like 2018 is when you guys started. That means you were 18 or 17 yeah. in high school. Correct. That was the reason I waited until I could legally own a business oh my god <laughs> bro yeah. how how does this all spawn man like what was your like i guess goals in like high school or like did you want to go to college or anything beyond that or like how does this all it's, happen it's really crazy because my goals did not align with this at all oh yeah um, initially i wanted to be a pilot and the goal for me being a pilot was because i wanted to be an astronaut wow and i needed a lot of experience to do that so bef- while i was doing my youtube channel before i started endurance I was actually taking piloting lessons. So I actually do have experience flying planes. Yes. Oh I used to save up my money from busboying. I used to clean tables since I was 15 years old. And I used to put that money towards um, 
these flight lessons because they could get really expensive. And my goal was to be able to achieve a private license. And then I'd be able to go to college for this, be able to serve in the Air Force as well for the certain amount of required years. Right. After that, I'd go into commercial flying potentially. And if not, then my real goal was to be able to fly um, somehow as an astronaut. What That was heck? my dream. That's a lofty, lofty goal, man. And so you were going yeah. through those entire things and then you kind of just stumbled into the sneakers and you ended up finding a lot of success there? Right. Um, I've always been into sneakers as in like collecting since mm -hmm. 2013. Okay. I remember I used to have a pair of D roses with holes in them. And when I first got to middle school, you know, it's a whole different game there. You know, there's <laughs> all different schools coming together and all these kids that got these beautiful shoes. I remember I those days. I had holes in my D roses. <laughs> so I had to step up my game. So I started selling candy into my locker, um, seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. And I was finally able to afford some shoes, but I ended up not keeping the shoes that I was able to purchase. Instead, someone offered me a little more uh -huh. while I was in line. So I ended up selling them. It was, um, forget, I think it was Jordan 11 Concords okay. 2014. And that was yep. my first shoe, my first really nice shoe that I sold. And that kind of got me hooked on reselling sneakers. So even while I was a busboy, I was always sort of just reselling on the side, just as an extra source of income. And I finally decided in 2017, you know, I've always wanted to have a YouTube channel too. Thought it was really cool why not share some of my info mm -hmm. it started off with me wanting to be comical because i wanted to separate myself from another sneaker youtuber somehow so i tried to be somewhat funny too with my reviews i did some blindfolded unboxings i went inside the sewer and started unboxing items i didn't there. see these videos I but <laughs> i gotta go look for them now this was way back <laughs> yeah not many views on these videos but then i decided you know what some people are asking me how i get these nice shoes because i don't have the money to pay resale so what I decided to do was share some of my tips. And this was the first video that blew up. It was the Yeezy 350 V2 Frozen Yellow. That was my first video that really got out there. It got like 1K views in one hour, which back then for me was unheard of. Right, right, right. So after that, I ended up doing a blue tint Yeezy live stream. And that's really what took my channel off. And I, I realized then like this was my bread and butter. I needed to focus on this. And what really kept me intact with this this entire genre was the people. Mm. The people would always thank me after they were able to like, you know, get their grail pair or if they were able to make a couple of bucks profit. They would always thank me in the comments section. And some of them would even donate to me on live streams. And I did not wow. expect this. Yeah, uh, this was an unheard of thing for me. I was like, oh, how are you giving me money? Like, I didn't want to take it. Because you were 16, but, right, at the time or 17. Yeah, I was uh, just turning 17. Yeah. And I just fell in love with being able to help people, mm -hmm. you know, whether it was making money or saving money so they wouldn't have to pay resale. And I just fell in love with this. And little by little, I continued progressing with this sort of niche area. And finally comes 2018, I decide I'm going to start my Discord group so I could really get the money required to give the proper resources to these people, get proper information and software to these people to help them beyond the level than just YouTube and it ended up being a wild success. Dude, it seems like it. And that's that's such an insane story. And the one thing that I took away from all of that is even from a young age, you were a hustler, right? You had like a busboy job. You were selling candy out of your lockers and stuff. Like I, that really resonates with me because my first job I got when I was, uh, I think, 14 years old. And before you needed like a permit, worker's permit or something when you're under the right. age of 16 or something. And I was like, I'm gonna, as soon as I could get, huh? Were you off the books? Like, Paying, no, no, you know, no. I, you, when you have the worker's permit, you can actually get paid uh, taxes and stuff too, which is kind of okay. crazy. But yeah, I think 14 was the age where you can start working. So I got that as soon as I could. And then I ended up working in a freaking cookie factory, bro, packing cookies at 3 a.m. in the morning until like 11. Oh my goodness. Bro. So I was kind of the same way, right? Like I was like, I want to yeah, just, certainly. yeah, minimum wage, waking up at three, you know, going to this freaking cookie factory, somewhere. bro. And yeah, just packing like assembly <laughs> line kind of stuff. And I was like, you got to do what it takes to make money, you know? And so that's the way that I did it. Yeah. But and I didn't have like school the next day too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, man. Well, yeah. So it was kind of a grind, man. And, uh, but it does help you like build that character, you know, and going through like hard work and stuff too. It really shows you like, Absolutely. yeah, it just creates character. I feel like, so that's, that's really cool to see, you know, you kind of had that same background. Um, after high school, did you like aspire to like go into college or something as well? Or you were just like, uh, I don't have yeah. the time. I uh, decided I was, I felt like I could manage it since I was managing high school too. And so now I'm a junior in college. This is my, um, I'm, I'm almost finishing up. 
So I'm doing a computer science minor and I'm doing a business management major. What? I initially wasn't planning to do the computer science minor, but I, I do a lot of programming for endurance too and gargantua. So I figure might as well, these classes are kind of easy for me. And uh -huh. in addition to that, I get to learn new things that I could implement um, anyway to help me with my work. So I figure why not, rather than taking a bunch of elective classes that I'm not going to use in my future, that are just going to consume my time, for credits, might as well do something related to computer science. So yeah, I'm in college now and I'm balancing all these things and it's not easy, but I enjoy it. Bro, I'm you're, workaholic. I'm freaking blown away by this because this is all information that I didn't know because just looking at your like, your, your work ethic, right? Your guys are like, you're tweeting out all the time, like, oh, the drops are happening, you know, about this. Like, everybody get ready and all of this. And I know you got endurance in the background. I know you got to film videos. I know you got to edit videos. I know you got to do all those postings. And then to hear that you're also not only majoring in something in college, but you're minoring as well. Like, dude, that's insane amount of work. That's, Thank you, man. So when do you sleep, man? <laughs> when do you sleep? That's, that's the problem, man. <laughs> that's why I can't really advise this for everyone because it's, it's certainly not the healthiest schedule. So mm. uh, not a sufficient amount, but, <laughs> you know, it's worth it in my opinion. This is how I love to move. When do you – so what is the end goal after all of this? Once you finish college, right, you have endurance. You, kind of, you guys are kind of like capped at that 2,500 because of Discord. And unless they open it up more – that's that's kind of where you're stuck at. So is there another thing or another project that you want to do beyond this that like opens up things more? Or is it just you're going to put more work into the YouTube once you're done with college? What's the goal here? Yeah, so right now my primary focus, in addition to endurance, of course, and kit proxies and TARS for SMS verified accounts, my main focus right now is building up Gargantua. Gargantua AIO is a bot that myself and my lead developer and a couple other um, developers that we outsource work from are working on right now. And this right now is definitely um, where a vast majority of my you know time is going to. And I just want to keep building this up. And once I'm very comfortable with where it's at, which I'll probably never be comfortable because I always like to make things better, mm -hmm. but I do intend on creating more projects related to the sneaker niche, um, not just sneakers, but of course, you know, we're copping everything now. Yeah, yeah. With the chip shortage, we got PS5s, Xboxes, GPUs, you know, sports cards. All these things are reselling. So I do still want to with creating products that are in this kind of small. So you want to stay in niche, this realm because I do still feel there is certainly a lot of opportunity here. Um, I don't want to discuss the products that I've been kind of no, working no, no, on yeah, in the background not, yeah. just yet. Yeah. But in addition to those, um, eventually, when I have sufficient time, I'd like to have enough money to create something bigger, something mm. that could also help a lot of people that that is perhaps outside of this niche. So I don't really intend to leave this niche, mm. but I do intend to branch off to, you know, a more mainstream product that right. I'd be able to help a larger audience with too. Right. Oh, that's awesome, man. I didn't know. So Gargantua, let's talk about that a little bit. That's uh, your bot that you created yourself. Yes. So from scratch, you guys are just like, okay, we're going to make our own thing and utilize it. Yes. Is it already like, uh, is it out of beta? Is it like functioning and stuff already? Yeah, yeah. Just recently, um, September beta ended and the success has been absolutely incredible, especially for the amount of users we have right now. Uh, I have a Twitter up there, Gargantua underscore AIO. Um, any viewers, feel free to check it out if they wish. And um, if you're more into manual copying or whatever, the endurance Twitter is just endurance spelled backwards with a one at the end of it. You can feel free to peruse some of the success there. Okay, sounds good. And I, yeah, I'm going to definitely check that out. For the Gargantua, though, um, is it actively able to purchase for people or is it like a closed thing and you have to be part of endurance and then you're able to get this kind of thing? Like, how does yeah, that that's go? It's actually a fantastic question. So you could purchase monthly keys via Twitter. So Essentially, the difference between a monthly key and a renewal key, the monthly key will automatically destroy after one month, but the renewal keys are what endurance members have access to. Or if you're a monthly key user, you could enter into a competition if you have sufficient success and you're demonstrating really good effort, even if you have only a couple of checkouts. If I see in your logs, you're you know logging in every day, you're always going for the profitable drops, then you have a chance at earning a renewal key. Oh, wow. And the real value of a renewal key is that if you ever decide to sell the bot, you could do that. And um, wherever the bot's at, if maybe in the future it's going for significantly more, then your investment will, of course, have paid off significantly. And even if not, you're still able to most likely get your money back in the secondary market for it. There is a renewal cost every month, of course, but you're getting that initial feedback. So you're able to have some sort of an asset to carry along with you with uh, the renewal. 
I see. Well, yeah. well, that's cool that you guys do like those like uh, little things where, you know, you can kind of earn a renewal and all of this stuff because right. it makes it like, you know, it, it just shows like the generosity level, I, I guess, where it's not really just a cash grab for you guys. You guys are just like looking to, yeah, you know. We really want users who care about the product. And we want users who are really dedicated long term. We don't just want to drop a thousand keys out there and just let everyone purchase them because we really want a dedicated community and we want our user to success ratio to always be really high. Ah, uh, I see, I see. Because I, the like I said, I'm not a very like big botter person or like even understand it that much. I know like yeah. you need like these proxies and like all of this kind of stuff and that's how it kind of works. But um, from my friends that, you know, kind of do this thing, they were telling me about like, uh, I don't even know if these are relevant anymore, but like Ghost and stuff, right? Ghost was- Oh these- yeah, certainly. Um, Phantom definitely still out there. Okay. Um, I don't know uh, what Ghost Sneakers is up to right now, just because in their defense, you know, sneakers have been really, really difficult yes. um, to buy. Even TSB has been struggling a bit. But um, yeah, Phantom's still out there and, you know, huge props to those developers. They're incredibly hard workers. I hopped on Phantom back in late 2019 and I remember during my time using it and I had great success and there's plenty other bots now. I'm, I remember, you know, back when I first started the YouTube, you know, game and I was first introduced to bots. There are very few out there and the mm-hmm. one you mentioned was uh, one of the significant ones, but now there's there's so many, it's crazy. <laughs> right, because it's just people are yeah, like realizing. I can't even list all them up on my head. We don't need to, that's why, because you just got to get gargantuan, that's it, so. <laughs> don't worry about those other guys, we don't need that. But I do remember like when we were talking about like the, these bots and stuff, that people were like reselling the bot, I guess, or like the program or whatever the key is, I, I don't know. But they were reselling it for multiple, multiple times, whatever they purchased it for. and. Yeah. I guess that's just the value of how these things work now where there's a limited supply or a limited amount of people yep. that can utilize it. Because you guys have a server cap or something, right? Even though they download it, it's still on the your Gargantua <laughs> server, I would assume, right? Right, yeah. Um, the primary reason a lot of bots um, tend to stay on the more limited side would have to be the fact that they don't want to destroy their long-term business model. Oh. And it makes complete sense because if you were to just drop you know, thousands of keys all at once, there's probably going to be a sufficient amount of people who will buy those. But then you think about the long-term consequence to that. And there ends up being a point where if you have a really bad, you know, period, a, a few weeks or so where things aren't going so well, which happens in the software industry with any type of product, um, then a lot of people might panic selling at once and eventually could come to a point where your product is selling bull market and it makes it harder for you to sell your product. And more importantly than that, people, you know, these developers, they want to give sufficient attention to their user base mm. and they want to have good support. They want to gradually increase it rather than just all at once. You know, there's some cash grabs out there. There's been a lot of bot exit scams too, but that's um, what I wanted to talk the majority about too. developers do want to grow rather slowly. And that's what we want to do too, because we want to ensure that everyone's having a fantastic experience with the bot before we just drop a crazy amount of keys like that. Because We want to make sure that we're making people money at the end of the day. That's that's beautiful, man. And um, one of the things for me, like, I okay. So for me, I was always anti sneaker groups and stuff. You know, like that's just how I was because it, I'm sure you've seen it, dude. As a sneaker YouTuber, you get emails all the time, like, "Hey, do you want to promote oh, this yeah, group? Sure. Do you want to promote this group?" And they probably don't know you have your own group. But for me, I was always like, I can't trust any of this stuff because there's no like face to this group that I can like, you know, I I just don't know. So I was yeah. always like, no, nah, I'm not going to promote this. Not going to promote this. And then the, you hear about like these scams, like you were saying, like the cash grabs where. They take yeah, everybody's money. Yeah, there's a lot. And so for me, I just, there's so many all over the place. It's hard to vet or trust any of them. So I'm like, I'm not, I just made it a rule. I'm not going to promote any of these things. Right. Um, but, you know, hearing the background and seeing your success with endurance and stuff, that kind of like at least elevated my thoughts of sneaker groups a little bit more. Um, and it's just not as like grimy as I think it is. But I think still like probably 90% of the groups out there, the, the, People are not like you, you know, like <laughs> the leads yeah, on there. I, I will have to admit that, unfortunately, you know, not all the community is all about, you know, user satisfaction. Mm. A lot of it is just cash grabs. But I must say that there are certainly other groups out there. Um, a lot of the owners are friends of mine, too, that oh, nice. certainly really do care. I think um, uh, one of my friends, Ari, he owns AK Chefs. He def- definitely does a fantastic job. So there's there's a lot of others I just can't think off the top of my head, but there's a lot of good people out there and then there's the other side yes like yes. you were saying yeah. you're 100 right there's a lot of cash grabs and quick exit scams just uh 
quick tip for anyone watching be careful with um lifetime keys for new products lifetime if it's a product that's been out there for a long time you know that's fine mm -hmm. but if it's a new product then they're they're selling lifetime keys right out the gate you, it's okay to have a little bit of you know skepticism yeah yeah because it was always like because it's, it's all unregulated for the most part, you know, like these quote unquote Very businesses. Young. So it's like, oh, just PayPal me, friends and family, this amount, and I'll send you yeah. this code. And I've seen all of these kinds of scams and I'm just like shaking my head. Like it ruins it, you know, for the guys like you who are actually doing it. So that's why yeah, I do. Yeah, that's an unnecessary stigma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And But it, you guys are changing the culture slowly. Same thing where people were like very anti-bots and stuff. Now there's like actual channels like dedicated to only using bots right. and stuff. And those are actually uh -huh. doing really well on YouTube. And I'm like, very well. yeah, it's just, that's how it goes, you know, progression and stuff. And people always want to say, well, it's bad for sneaker culture. It's bad for reselling or whatever. But I think this is just the progression that has to happen, you know, like where technology, technology has taken over. And so it's either adapt or die kind of thing. Right. And it's, yep. again, it's not like these people are trying to cop adapt thousands. Of, yes, exactly. But it's not like people are trying to cop like thousands of shoes either because it, it just sustainably, I don't think you, you need a shiz ton of like proxies or like the fastest computer in the world or some kind of stuff. Yeah. So ultimately... <laughs> 2018, 2017, it was possible to cop thousands on the daily, <laughs> but now, you know, bot protections have gotten better, competition's gotten stronger. That is certainly no longer a reality, yeah, at least for the average botter. But back in 2018, you know, it was, it was a wild, wild west, huh? Drop from one site, like Kith or Concepts was dropping some off white blazers. That was possible back then. <laughs> now, not so much. <laughs> Dude, so what was like, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was like your personal biggest like cop? Like of how many success yeah, or checkouts did you have? That is a fantastic question. You can so give me a range. Sides. You don't need to give me a perfect there's number. Max amount of like pairs cop. Okay. And then there's my personal favorite cop or most valuable. So first I'll list that one. Uh -huh. And that would have to be the either MCA Air Force One or the ICA Air Force One, um, the off-white ones. Was those the blue ones? Yes, that okay. was the uh, MCA pair. Yeah. And that pair, not only is it, of course, extremely valuable and pretty beautiful in my opinion, it's good. but it, it holds a lot of sentimental value in my heart. Reason being is with that shoe and also with the ICA or any sneakers shock drop or sneaker sash or whatever, in Endurance, we provide all the members with every single bit of early information. And for that one, well in advance, um, you know, they have location spoofers they're able to use to spoof the location. So we're essentially responsible for these people being able to purchase these products uh -huh. that allow them to make 1500 to $1,800 profit. And the total profit on the MCA was over $500,000. Holy yeah, for people. It was crazy. And I put up the, I still have the pictures documented and everything just so no one thinks that number is fabricated. And Ironically enough, the ICA Air Force One, the yellow one, yeah. ended up being precisely the same amount. Wow. I thought was crazy. Yeah. It was that over 300 pairs and it was about like $500,000 profit at that point in the market. I don't know what they're going for right now. I, I believe it's a little more than that. Jeez, dude. And so like, this is why I, I get like, I just got goosebumps by the way, because I'm like, I'm listening to it. I'm like, bro, that's life-changing money for some people. Yeah, definitely. And the messages, the DMs you get afterwards are really what makes this crazy amount of work really worth it mm. for me. Um, you know, this is very stressful all the time, but you know, you get that one DM like, yo, I just was able to get my first car thanks to endurance or oh, I was able to help pay for medical bills because of this. And some, some of the conversations I've had, like I, I get emotional, like, it's crazy to believe that I've actually been able to help people in this kind of way. It blows my mind. Dude, I was just going to say, no, yeah, I mean, and that's why you can kind of see it on you. Like, you get overwhelmed and stuff, which is amazing. And I just keep thinking back on it. I'm like, damn, this kid's only 21. Like, do you ever just I take a... I can't believe it myself. <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm 21. I, I feel like a kid still. <laughs> you don't I'm act like it, man. You don't act like it. You seem like a very seasoned entrepreneur. But it just makes me wonder, like, do you ever take a step back and, like, kind of just, like, look at it and be like, holy F, this is, like, insane. Like, does it blow your mind, like, every day that the level of success you guys are doing? Yeah, sometimes, just as you said, you have to take a step back and realize like, holy cow, look at, you know, what's what's occurring on a daily basis. Like so many people making profit, so many people, you know, having a great time here. And it's crazy thinking about the butterfly effect. Like this wouldn't be here. Like I, I wouldn't be doing this had I continued piloting, for example, or right. had I not decided to take the risk to invest in the resources for endurance because I had to take a lot of money out of pocket to start it off. So I, I was just thinking like, holy cow, 
what if, you know, it's, it's a big, what if, you know, this butterfly effect, this snowball effect just never happened. I know, dude. And my, crazy. my life would be totally different. Uh, well, and, and it probably would, you'd still be successful though, is what I can tell from this because your drive and you know, your, your ability to work. Yeah. I think you probably would be probably be, you know, in pilot school and all of this. And that's a very good path all the way. I, I wouldn't even put it past you that you would end up being an astronaut one day, you know, working for Elon or some shit as a SpaceX, you know, like I wouldn't <laughs> I, put it past this guy. My dream, yeah, but I love what I do now. Thankfully. <laughs> can you believe though? That's crazy. Cause you were, I didn't even know. I got to go find this video after we're done with this conversation about you unboxing shoes in like a sewer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta go look yeah, this up. You went from here. you went from that to all of the success. It's like whatever it takes. Exactly, and you were smart about it too, though, because same thing in the way. I think we kind of like started up around the same time. That's why I started up at the end of 2016, I believe. So we were kind of right yep. around that same starting point. Um, but same thing was you. I knew like there's no way you can make it in the sneaker YouTube scene without differentiating somehow. You know. Right. And so that's why I, even me, for me, I was like, okay, mystery boxes have been around for whatever time, you know, I still wanted to try to like revamp it a little. And I also wanted to change the culture of thinking on you sneakers, like worn sneakers, because I come from a place where we didn't have money. Right. And so if I could yep. get like worn sneakers, I'm going to wear it because it's cheaper. So, um, a lot of people like were giving me like a lot of heat about it too. Cause they're like, that's disgusting, man. Like you're going to get foot fungus, all of this. And like, that's gross. Like, what are you doing? You know? And I'm like, I don't care, you know, so slowly but surely I feel like it got more accepted and stuff and people actually like cop worn sneakers and stuff because that's how they can save money. So that's the kind yeah, of route. Definitely. This is yeah. a principle I followed myself too. And even on my like earliest, earliest videos, I used to mention this too on how I thought if you were going to pay resale for a sneaker, it wasn't really wise to buy a dead stock sneaker because mm -hmm. just like a used car, um, a yep. new car, you, you lose 10% of the value as soon as they go on your feet, yep. just like driving a car off the lot. Yep. And to me, that's why I've always loved purchasing like VNDS pairs, yep. like nine out of 10 pairs. So I followed the same exact logic as you. And like you said, there was a stigma for it back then. <laughs> I do recall that. Yeah. But I, you're definitely responsible for helping, you know, change people's minds and transition to being okay with that. Because at least me, like I remember every single morning before school, I'd be binging your videos. Like I used to watch so many of those mystery box videos and it's crazy, man. I, I can't even believe I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> Dude, I'm the one that's honored, man. Like you've come and you like are on a high trajectory and that's what I love. Like, that's why I wanted to ask, like, are you going to stay in this space? Cause for me, my, I, like I love shoes, right? But this is not my background. This is not my forte. And I'm not like, I don't want to stay in this space forever. And I think people know that, you know, sure. like I like the sneaker YouTube thing. It worked out really well and it's still doing very well, but it's just not, I don't have a huge passion for it as like some people think that I do because, you know, my background was I, I went to college and got a degree in counseling and all of this stuff. Um, and I like helping people and I can't help people in the way that you're helping people where I, I just don't want to do like the sneaker group kind of stuff. If I could, I would be like, okay, I'll, I'll go that route, you know, and that's still helping people mm -hmm. while staying in sneakers. But there's only so many things I can do with like, you know, um, mystery boxes and like unboxings and stuff that can actually like really right. change people's lives. So, you know, that's why we started up High Connect Studios and all these other things, because that's where I really want to like put my effort into. But for you, that's why I appreciate it so much where you're continuing to grind, you know, like you could easily rest on your laurels, Keith, and just say, screw it. I'm just going to do the endurance. I don't need to do the YouTube stuff anymore. <laughs> you know, like this is making way more money than the YouTube side. I don't I don't need to do this. But you're still putting out like three or four videos a week, you know. Oh yeah, YouTube pays me like nothing. It, you know, like I I don't really get much at all from YouTube. The the main reason I do it is just because, you know, I've made a promise to the community that I was going to constantly, you know, regardless of starting the group. Because I remember when I first started, it, people were skeptical, like, oh, he's not going to upload on YouTube anymore. He's mm. not going to be tweeting anymore. But at the end of the day, you know, my primary goal with starting my channel was to help people. So just because I have a group now. And there's certain degrees of information that I can't give out. That doesn't mean I still can't help. Like my um, Amon Minier Jordan 1 video has helped a ton of people come with little tricks like um, the H capture box, like doing it slowly rather than very quickly. That alone, I already saw my Twitter replies. Like that's something that helped a lot of people because otherwise you get stuck in the loop. <laughs> I should have watched that freaking video, Keith. I woke <laughs> up this. Okay, so this is the problem with Hawaii, man. When we try to cop shoes, it's it, the time difference is insane. So you're for very you, tired, I imagine. <laughs> it was uh yep. five or six in the morning this morning. Yep. I get up, you know, we have our crying baby and stuff all the time, so I have bad sleep already. <laughs> and this is one of the one shoes that I wanted, so I wake up, get over to the computer. Uh, I had the like, you know, open tabs and all of this or whatever, and I was ready to go. I did not know about this freaking box capture, bro. I the when the heck when the hell did they implement this? This came because um, 
Soul came out with a bypass for the H capture on a, a kith drop you know, a while back. And I, I genuinely think that this is the reason they changed the capture because of the bots bypassing it. So yeah, now we're stuck with, you know, creating squares over cats and box. Dude, it, I really, I was so confused because I guess me, I, if it's been around a while, then I didn't, I haven't been copying shoes like a lot. Cause I have not seen this at all, bro. Like usually it's the cute, cue it lines and all of this stuff. Like that's normal. And you know, clicking the freaking like crosswalks or, you know, the stoplights. This is the yeah. first time I seen the box and I was pissed. <laughs> Cause I was like, okay, cat box around the cat. No. <laughs> what? You kept getting okay. looped, right? And then the airplanes, and then the cat, and then the airplane. I was like, what the? Very frustrating, yeah. I imagine. Dude. So, for the future, when you do it, take your time intentionally. Try to make it last around like four to five seconds, and instantly it'll work. It's not that you're not making the square perfect. It's that you're doing it too quickly. Oh, my it's God. Some, something with the, the way they're checking the values of how long you're doing i gotta it, watch so. i should have watched your video man I, that's yeah. my own fault that's it's my own dang fault <laughs> but it makes it makes the world of a difference considering every millisecond really yes. counts for more people entering the queue um since if you take an extra two seconds then your queue wait time might be like five more minutes yep. and by yep. then it could be added yeah it's I, like these little tips that i think when i got through uh finally the cat in the box <laughs> ended up working bro i, I think it was like <laughs> 602 or something my time so only two minutes but at that time, my wait time was 25 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Oh. I closed the tab. Yeah, I closed the tab. I was oh, like, I'm going man. back to bed, bro. That capture did you dirty. 25 <laughs> minutes, dirty. no shot. No yeah. shot. But I went to Twitter, you know, and I was looking at all the success. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of manual wins and stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah. I, maybe I was doing something with this cat thing wrong. But So that makes a lot of sense what you said. Yeah, um, the, the cats messed you up. <laughs> so These guys are clever. I really like the, um, uh, the URL name, too. Do you remember what it was? Oh, yeah, yeah. They do a lot of funny things. Oh, yeah? I'm a Menier? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Menier did a funny one. Um, I think the funniest one was Bodega. I think Bodega did something like uh, No Bots Allowed or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, the Bodega dunk drop. They're creative with it, and I like it. I think uh, more stores need to start following the path Shopify has been doing, and if not, just join Shopify. Shopify mm. has been doing absolutely incredible with this. Mm. So that's kind of cool, you know, that you're like, even though, you know, your entire job and stuff is to like uh, get through these systems and trigger, figure out these bypasses and stuff, you're still like props to these guys that are trying to like, you know, innovate and like, you know, actually oh, fix yeah, their systems. It's, it's not like um, a love-hate relationship. Like I don't, I don't completely, you know, hate Shopify developers. Right, right. I think Mr. Wind is cool. You know, he has, <laughs> I follow him on Twitter. He's a funny Twitter I follower. I yeah. give him props for everything. It's, it's just a cat and mouse game at the end of the day. Um, and this comes for botting too, you know, when Perimeter X is making changes, you know, our API needs to be updated for that. And I totally respect, you know, they're a multi-million dollar company. We're trying to keep up with their changes and that's it, strictly business. You know, I think people over on that side are extremely talented and I even look up to them. That's There's awesome. no reason for me to hate them. That's you know, awesome, bro. I, I full respect to uh, Mr. Wind at Shopify. I've tried contacting before but he doesn't reply to me <laughs> oh he will eventually man just keep on this trajectory you're only 21 yeah, i have a lot of respect for him dude my my and, uh, beat his devs on twitter too oh yeah I try to contact him oh they'll, they'll be contacting you soon man i feel like honestly <laughs> like those 30 under 30 things you have nine years to go and i think you're gonna make it on the 30 under 30 for, for, you <laughs> maybe, know. Dude, bro maybe. i think so. i'm hoping so because i did not realize you're only 21 that's insane to me like you just come off as so mature. I was like, okay, this guy must be like 25, 26, you know, out of college. You, that genuinely means so much. To me. No, yeah. So that's a testament to you, though, brother. Um, so a couple other things that I wanted to kind of ask you your questions on, or like, you know, get your thoughts on, because you're so involved in like these uh, uh, developer and like, you know, these tech tools and all of this. What are your thoughts on like NFT markets right now? Do you guys try to copy? That's a fantastic question. Yeah. So um, right now, uh, I think Coffeezilla is a really great YouTube. Oh, channel I love Coffeezilla, bro. You you love him too, I, dude. I watch all of those videos. Those Me are the. Too. He's a great you YouTuber. He's a great YouTuber. <laughs> Absolutely, um, he puts out a lot of information that's important for this area to understand. If you're first getting into NFTs or cryptocurrencies, and it's very important you educate yourself because I personally love the idea of NFTs. I love that people who create digital art can now have like official copies of it. I think that is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. But on the downside to this. There have been significantly more rug pull scams and yes. so many people trying to exploit the popularity of this right now. And 
There's same with cryptocurrency because that's blown up over the past two years significantly more. Too. Million token. And yeah, exactly. From that guy's <laughs> tech lead. Yeah. I, I, I used to like that guy's videos, but after he launched Million Token, up, you know, I, I can't really say I speak highly of him. Anymore. Yeah, yep, same. There's just a lot of scams that are going on right now, and the NFT plays in the cryptocurrency space, and you just have to be really careful for these rug pull scams. When you see influencers, whether it be an influencer you really trust, um, you really look up to, he can't go for these things. You know, like Logan Paul, a lot of people like that guy. I'm not really the biggest fan of him, but, you know, Same. I respect, you know, a lot of his business intelligence. But when it comes to his NFT promoting, what he did with that crypto zoo thing, you know, I have no respect for that. It's integrity, I think. It's a very integrity-based thing, you know, because yeah. I think these people do know, like, it's just like a get rich quick kind of scheme you know like i think it's been proven for certain things like a same thing with you like i respect you know nfts on the blockchain I, I believe in blockchain i believe in like all of this kind of stuff and i think there is a place for it but right now it's so easy for influencers to just say oh let's jump on this buy these uh uh ape yacht club stuff you know and then yeah, 10x your money thousand dollars to send out a tweet or something exactly and the next thing you know the fans are losing money yes and it's at their expense, you know. Yes. Uh, these, these influencers are making money at the expense of their fans who are losing money. And these are regular people who, in their defense, they're not really educated no. in this space. So many people just give up the argument by saying, like, oh, it's their fault for investing. But you have to understand that a lot of these people who end up investing, they know nothing about this space. And those who even do really just have very little money and they're just hoping for some kind of miracle because they're trusting the influencer. They're trusting the influencer. It's really, really, really tragic and sad how many people are losing money because of this. And I, I could go off for ages about this. Same. So I don't, I'm going to cut myself off now. But <laughs> what else? What I'll say to conclude it is that I think NFTs are amazing, mm -hmm. but you have to be careful with the other side of it. Right. There's um, some good money to be made as well with NFTs that have little to no risk. You know, there's some that we post about an endurance that are very, very low entry points, like $1 or, you know, free to get. Oh them. yeah. That's low risk. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well yeah, take the yeah, shot. There are on certain it. things you could go for, but you just have to be careful for those, those hype scams. Yep. And that's in anything though. We All know this, right? Keith? It's like, even with like sneakers and stuff and cards, whatever it may be, there's always like these like little things where people will try to exploit. So it's not yep. just a digital space. It's just the digital spaces right now is like, because it's so booming. You know, it's it's very easy to get swept up in it. I mean, you saw the FaZe Clan stuff with CoffeeZilla as well, right? Where Yeah, I'd highly recommend to anyone interested in the NFT space, before you start investing, uh, check out some of his videos. Yeah. He will certainly educate you to a very good extent. Right. And uh, right now, it's really not regulated. So I do think that comes a few years from now, you know, this is going to catch up to a lot of these big influencers. I hope so, man. I hope so. Because, yeah, there definitely I mean, needs to be a change because there is because there is no, like, regulations. I think that's why people are doing it, you know. Um, but one last thing with that. I think it is kind of interesting, too, because, you know, uh, when there's shifts happening like this with, you know, young people following, like, the NFT craze or following crypto crazes and stuff, um, it does actually help the sneaker market and the resale market because those dollars that they're trying to invest and that time that they're trying to invest in sneakers, now they're looking into NFTs or OpenSea or whatever it be over there. So it actually kind of, I feel like it buoyed, helped the market a little bit. Like prices are actually rising again, sure. it seems like. Yeah. Do you get that same sense too? Like, has it been like somewhat easier to get through and stuff and less competition or? Yeah. So um, if you mean in terms of like it being easier to get the sneakers. Yeah. Yep. Somewhat. Um, it's possible that that definitely could be affecting it. Um, I think one of the biggest factors right now is some, I don't know if anyone follows Kathy Wood at all. She's head of art. Art. Yeah. 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 She um, made some pretty bold predictions back when COVID was peaking, and she was discussing how people are ordering more goods than usual because they can't really spend their money on services. And because of that, all these um, companies like even Nike, for example, or Adidas, to compensate for that, they started overproducing. And mm. now I, I do feel like there's a little more stock than usual in, in the market uh, because these companies have now overproduced by at least a marginal amount, but more importantly, we had that spike in significant demand beforehand uh, during COVID because people weren't spending on services. Now that it's starting to come back to normal, um, that amount of spending on goods isn't really going to a negative level. Like it's not decreasing than what it was in 2019, but it's certainly less than that peak in 2020. And I think it's fooling a lot of people because 
people remember seeing, especially new people to the sneaker yeah. game, they remember seeing those insane prices on even like classic Jordan retros that would normally be bricks. Right. And they're so surprised by these by this dip in all these prices because they're so used to those 2020 prices. Right. I'll just tell you right now, with the prices we're seeing right now are nothing new. You know, we've seen this 2016, 2017. People thought sneakers were done in 2017 when Jordan I remember was sitting that. on shelves and, and shit. And um, Yeezys were the new thing. Uh, this is kind of just going back to normal, in my opinion. I think and it is cyclical. Was some abnormal spike of extremely high consumption of goods. And I think that that played a big factor. No one's really talking about it too much. So it's definitely a lot better than people are making it seem. It's just this uh, drastic fall okay. in a lot of these prices that are making people skeptical. So you can, because you guys have like these, you know, these ability to like see inventory and stuff on like sneakers apps. Have you seen that actual like come to fruition where all of a sudden in the last year, the stock numbers are higher than what they would normally be on Jordan 1s than it yes. was? So and you have seen that. On, it's been on particular models, like the Jordan 4 Lightning, for example. This was a sneaker I did not expect to have 90,000 pairs on sneakers US alone. Uh, uh, that was definitely surprising. And what's really going to be interesting to see is what the cool gray 11 amount is. Oh, yeah. They, cool they did a lot already. Yeah. We'll have to see what that number is. Because recently yeah. I just saw that tweet by uh, Brendan Dunn or something, and it was just yesterday about like Nike canceling all of their like uh, shipments to. Yeah, I saw that as well. And that's, um, I think, a big problem with what's going on in Vietnam right now. Mm -hmm. Nike's um, had a surge in issues with COVID-19 yep. in factories. And unfortunately, that's affecting a lot of these tiny retailers, too. And it's really sad. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, yeah. And I, it, see, people like, uh, they kind of joke about sneakers and stuff. But there are, like, a lot of things that are, like, very important to some people. You know, like, it is, those stores rely on, you know, Nike drops and stuff. Oh, that's, totally. like, their bread yeah, and butter. Pop shops, yep. Yeah, yeah, and I mean everybody's been kind of affecting COVID in different ways, but yeah, I think sneakers and just like the the retailers like that, it, it really hits home because we know what it is, you know. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's get away from the sneakers a little bit because this is what I really wanted to talk to you about, Keith. For sure. For You're sure. a man of many talents. You're a man of many skills. It seems like what the heck is going on with this Muay Thai training, bro? <laughs> you okay? Wait, let me let me preface this. Uh, you have like a secret Instagram. Uh, at, I don't know if you advertise it very much, right? Is it okay if I talk about it on here? Yeah, of course. Feel free. Is it Keith Adam underscore or something? Yeah, Keith underscore Adam underscore. Keith, okay, Keith underscore Adam underscore. So I followed this guy. I saw it in the description. I was like, Listen, let me see what his life is like. This guy, he, he he surfs for one. He thought We were talking about surfing in Hawaii a couple times, like in the early going. So he, he surfs for one. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing like stories or like these random posts about like this like uh, combat sports. And I was like, what the, f what is this, bro? Like, isn't this the sneaker YouTuber guy? Like, what is this? And freaking, I'm, okay. I'm just going to gas you up, up a little bit here, Keith. Dude is freaking ripped, boys. <laughs> like, Damn, I see, some, I see somebody who's like, these, no, dude. I see these like uh, poses and stuff with like these other fighters, and I'm like looking at this dude's arms and stuff and doing like these backflips <laughs> and shit. And I'm like, holy f, Keith is fucking got to go. Made my day with that. <laughs> I was honestly very impressed. So, can you tell me a little bit about this? When did you start getting Absolutely, into training man. and like this MMA stuff? I guess. Yeah, totally. So I first got into martial arts in my junior year of high school, or it was actually sophomore year of high school. Okay. It was Taekwondo just because I, I thought it was really cool. But unfortunately, that gym closed. Mm. And because of that, I had to end up going to this jujitsu gym. And I really started liking jujitsu too. But unfortunately, then I had to move. So I mm. moved to um, a different location, was no longer able to go to that gym. And around this time, I was going to college too. So I was trying to find a new jujitsu gym and the jiu-jitsu gym I found just happened to specialize mostly in Muay Thai. Mm. They only did jiu-jitsu once a week. So I was like, you know what? While I'm paying for this monthly membership, might as well try this out. This was in 2019. And I fell in love with this. Mm. I like this more than anything. I was training three times a week, and I still do that now. And even through COVID, when we couldn't go to the gym, um, you know, I bought a bag, and I've just been practicing a ton. And I've considered maybe doing a competition, uh, maybe in the future when I have more time. Right now, I definitely don't have the time, especially with school, but maybe in the future. But it's it's a passion of mine, something that I really enjoy, not not just for like self-defense. That's not the reason I study the martial arts, and I don't do it for trying to make a career out of. Right, right. I just genuinely really appreciate the art of this. You know, I think the strategy and the tactics behind it are super fascinating. I, that's what I love about it. And. I've been doing it for over two years now. I've I've loved it. 
hope to continue. So for the people that are listening, you know, the sneakerheads and stuff that just sit on their couch and play video games, <laughs> Muay Thai is actually yeah. the one where it's a lot of utilization of uh, in the clinch and also utilizing elbows and knees, correct? Yes, precisely. It's yeah. very similar to kickboxing, although you're allowed, to, like you said, you're a lot doing a lot of clinching. Elbows are allowed. Knees are allowed. Although in the amateur competitions, you can't do things like elbow and knee to the face. Right. But that's just amateur comp. When you get professional, elbows and knees are allowed. And when we spar in training, um, just in my gym, we do we do anything as long as you have pads. Right, right. And so it, is this like a belt system as well for Muay Thai? No, Muay Thai does not have any belts. So how do you um, gauge? How do you gauge? I guess levels and skill levels. Um, at my gym, we only have directors and non-directors. Um, I'm a director there, so I'm able to like conduct some stretches. Sometimes I'm able to, you know, lead the class in certain things or whatever. And we're also allowed to engage in sparring. Mm. If you're not a director, you can't do the hard sparring. You know, you could seriously get injured if you don't know what the heck you're doing. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. But uh, we don't have, there's no belts in Muay Thai. Oh, that's interesting. So it really is, you have no idea. Well, I'm sure you have an idea once you're in the gym a lot, you know, you can kind of just get the sense of like how crisp a person's moves yeah. are. And it's like, okay, this guy knows his stuff, you know, or getting out of like. Yeah, you, you can definitely tell who's experienced and who's not. And I what think some Muay Thai gyms tend to do is um, there's these like Muay Thai bands you, you wear around your arm and head when you're in competition. Some gyms use those as belts, but that's not what they're for. Mm. And it's not something my gym does. And I don't think you're supposed to really because the whole premise behind them. And I like appreciating the Muay Thai culture. So um, I kind of know about this too. And you're supposed to have a family member create it for you um, by oh, hand. Wow. That family member then gives it to you in your fight as like a good luck symbol. Wow. Now, yeah. That's cool. I'm not really, I'm not superstitious, but I like appreciating the culture of it. So we don't, we don't do belts in our gym. It's just, um, when you have those things, it's like you have a fight coming up. I like that. Well, okay, so we had um, a karate national USA champion in here the other day. Her name's Taylor. Uh, so she's like sure. a second degree or third degree black belt or something. So she's she's legit, you Crazy. know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, awesome. So we were talking to her a lot about, um, you know, uh, training and the martial arts and all of this. And I was always on the impression because I, I did a little bit of karate when I was a kid. But I always thought the belt system was kind of whack just because – it doesn't make sense. Well, because it's not a consistent thing, right? From dojo or do to dojo, it's like some kids can get like a belt like every month. And I was saying like you can get it like candy. They just hand it out because it's yes. like it feeds into your ego where it's like you, you think that you're confident just because you have this color on you. Whereas in Muay Thai, right. you should only be confident on confidence alone, it sounds like, because yeah. there's nothing to <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to verify like oh, I'm a master. It, it seems like because there is no belt, there is no peak. You know, you, you can only get better, it seems like. Yeah, totally. And I, I definitely see where you're coming from with that, because there's a lot of schools out there that, you know, they teach martial arts and they're really not the most experienced. And they they kind of just give out belts like a pay to win system yeah. where the more classes you take and the more like objectives you complete or whatever, you could kind of easily pay get to win. level up. <laughs> yeah. Then there are the gyms that really, really care about their practice. And these are the gyms I fully respect where you really have to earn these belts and those are the ones I, I really could get behind and respect. But like you said, there's a lot of gyms out there that it's just pay to win system. Yeah. And it's really just brutal. So that's why it's cool to see uh, that. I didn't know that about Muay Thai where there is no belt system and stuff. So I, I kind of like that idea a little bit more um, with that. I, I see you like always like uh, cheering on other people. You know, they got fights and stuff coming up. You said that you yeah. might want to compete. Have you ever done even like a minor competition before? Nah, I've never done anything. Just because the amount of training that's required to get your stamina up there is insane. You need to do it at least six times a week, oh. like three hours a day to get your stamina up to at least like an average level for a competition like that. Are they um, are know, they fighting MMA or are they like UFC or are they fighting like a Muay Thai? Uh, Muay Thai. So, yeah, Muay Thai. Okay, so I'm not versed in this. How, what does a Muay Thai like uh, fight look like? How many rounds? How much, How long is each round? For sure. So in the amateur ones that at least I go to like what my friend does it or the one I posted about my cousin that just recently did one. These are typically three rounds and the the amateur ones, sometimes you wear like headgear, sometimes you don't. Like for my cousins, he wore headgear. For my friend who I train with, he didn't wear any headgear for his, but you do wear shin guards that are huh. very, very thin. Uh, they, they don't really do anything, <laughs> but then you also have those rules where you can't elbow to the face. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and so how long is each of those rounds then? Um, the rounds are 
that depends on what type of amateur level it is. Typically, it'll be three minutes, but sometimes they'll do five minute rounds too, depending on the the levels that they're at. Like that same Muay Thai competition my cousin did, there were five minute rounds, but the one he did because he's he's very new to it is we're only three. Ah, okay. And is it kind of like the same way in like a UFC where? If you get knocked out, you get knocked out and the fight's over kind of thing. And then at the end, if you're yeah. you're up, you know, it's point system based at the end. It's actually very different. So oh, really? In Muay Thai, it, if you get knocked down, they allow you a chance to get up. Very similar to boxing. Okay. But, of course, you know, if you get knocked down a lot, that's going to be a 10-8 round. And, you know, you're probably you're going to lose right, the fight. Right. So you want to avoid getting knocked down. You want to avoid getting swept. But if you do get swept, unlike UFC where, you know, you'll start pouncing on that person who, who's down – the ref separates you, oh. gives you a chance to get up. And of course, it's, you know, you, you can't just kick someone who's down. Uh, it's funny you brought this up because um, in my cousin's competition, one of the fights after his, this dude kicked the guy while he was down, which is against the rules in Muay Thai. So he got a point deducted for that. What and, the yeah, heck? And you can't do that in Muay Thai. Does he not know that? Or what, what the heck happened there? Probably just reflex, my guess. And oh, I see. People are new to this in amateur rounds. And I get it. Like your impulsivity is how your adrenaline's kicking. So you're kind of in survival mode in there. Right. So that makes sense. I get it. No, I don't still... fully blame it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that. As long as it wasn't like a like kick to the head or something, you know, like something deadly. It and was then that... a kick to the head. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. Shout out to that guy. Hopefully he's okay. The one that got kicked in the head. Yeah, they deducted a point. For him, but it seems kind of off. brutal. Like only one point. Only one yeah. point though, you know, like this guy might have got concussed and now he's out only What's one point. What's even difference. worse about that? Even in the UFC, you can't kick someone in the head while they're down. You yeah, there's some weird rules. While they're up, but you can knee or kick to the, the head while they're down. You kick to the body, but not the head. So for this kid to do this in a Muay Thai competition too, the audacity crazy like isn't said, that how john jones wild. lost his only fight is he did a legal move like that or something when the guy was on the ground i have no idea oh uh, like, okay I've, I've never met any of these people before aside from my cousin of course oh uh, okay okay that's what i was but you do watch ufc and stuff right oh yeah i love you are you thinking about like trying to go into that mixed martial arts realm because it sounds like you have like a diverse like interest in different <laughs> fields like you said you started off with taekwondo then you were trying jujitsu for a little bit and then you ended up finding your passion for Muay Thai. But I'm sure you yeah. still have like that drive to try to get like better and you're, are you still oh, super yeah. young. You could go into different. It's definitely something I'd like to experiment with in the future. Oh, man. Dude, see, this is what You're I mean. Like, how course, the heck do you have the time for this, bro? <laughs> so what is a typical day like look, 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 look for you then? You're just like going to school, come home, do some sneaker stuff, go to Muay Thai, train for X amount of time. Then come back home, edit videos, do endurance stuff. Is that really what it looks like? And just sleep yeah, when you can? Yeah, it's pretty much nonstop, go, go, go. And the the breaks I get are typically when I'm eating lunch or dinner. Oh and God, even dude. then, I'll I'll have like an educational YouTube video up or something because I really love to learn. Like in my spare time, I love picking up new things and whatnot. It's kind of a hobby of mine. So I love it, man. I'm always I'm always trying to do something productive in my spare time. But, you know, there's, there's time I have on my own to like – I'm, I'm a normal person too. You know, like I, I go out to clubs sometimes. I go out to bars or whatnot because I'm 21 now. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not a complete, you know, nonstop robot. You but Thank God for that I though, man. Say- you need to have a chill. You need to have chill time, I think, because yeah, you don't want to yeah. get burnout, bro. That'd be the worst, you know? Yeah, this is something me and Botterboy Nova actually spoke about um, burnout because it, it happens to the best of us because yep. we're all human. And there's been periods where I, I've really felt like I was about to burn out, but. I've never been at the point where I was really just like, I need to log off. Like, mm. I log on to Discord every single day since 2018. I haven't missed a day. Right. And it's because I, I love what I do. And that's even though the, the amount of work is absolutely insane and I've gotten really sick sometimes, you know, due to lack of sleep or whatever, oh, man. even regardless of that, um, I love what I do. And because of that, I think that's what's preventing me from burning out. Because there's an issue. Because uh, there's a, definitely an issue because there's like if you think about it somewhere in the world There's probably a sneaker drop happening. So if you were to monitor every single drop There literally would be no time to sleep, you know, especially during high frequency times like during this week where there was a lot of drops, right? Um, I think this Friday there's cause and you guys are probably gonna try to do that And then the, you know, yeah, there's gonna be other sneaker call. stuff and there's just gonna keep going So technically you could try to be cop. There's always restocks happening that you know, like all over the place, too It's like if you wanted oh, yeah, to you could stay 24/7. <laughs> like, I had this <laughs> Thank, thank goodness for the team and endurance and the staff team of Gargantua. Um, without them, you know, this would not be possible. This is not a one-man job. Okay. Uh, this is a whole beast of a machine with 
so many people pull in their, their, their end and they're doing amazing work there. I'm extremely, extremely grateful for the team and not just that, but the constructive members too, who pitch in and, you know, help each other out in chat and whatnot. Um, right. I could not do this without them. I, dude, I really give a testament to you, and and we're gonna you know end this pretty soon because I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're a busy guy. Yeah, totally, you should man. you should get some uh, dinner or something in you soon. <laughs> take a break. <laughs> Thank uh, you, man. But I do want to say like one thing that I do like really love about what you did with Endurance is that um a lot of these other companies and stuff they usually like like I said they reach out via email to try to promote stuff. I don't think you've ever done any kind of like influencer marketing or anything. You just yeah, promote it on me. your own YouTube, right? Uh-huh. And you're able to build this massive beast without right. having to like, hey, Seth Fowler, I'll pay you X amount of dollars if you shout this out or, you know, or hey, Untied, can you shout this out for me? You never yeah. ask for like any of these favors or anything. You just, you do it on your own and you built it. Right, and I'm definitely not against that side of marketing or whatever, like that's completely okay with me. And hey, in the future, I might not, I might need to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, nothing wrong with that in my opinion, but I figure no need to, put expenses in that area now when I can really just focus on investing all my money back into the group and the resources for that. Right. And I could do all the marketing myself because that's how it's been since 2018. It's been going very well. And I wish we had, we could add more members, but like I said, I don't want to degrade the value of my service. And also discord itself has the, the member cap that you can't accept before mobile notifications stop working. So there's people who we're trying to get in right now, and unfortunately, they can't just because of what I mentioned. And mm. uh, to them, I apologize, of course. Do Do you think that Discord is eventually going to up that mobile notification thing, or <laughs> is that not in the works? It's a really good question, and I don't know, man, because that's going to probably cost them a lot of money to do uh, servers. Isn't server-wise Discord owned up? by? Uh, they're owned by Amazon, right? Or no? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> That, that probably makes sense. <laughs> Something um, like that. Yeah. <laughs> they should have a lot of money from it. I would think that they could yeah. up that up because 2500 But I guess for most people, when at any point would you need to do a mobile notification for 2500 people other than like these kind of groups and stuff, you know? So I guess yeah, it kind of makes sense. Still, you could still notify members um, through mobile if you add an at mention, like if you at everyone or at here, uh, they'll still get the notification. But the big issue is people want notifications for monitors. Uh, and monitors don't have that. You have to enable the all message notification those and if you're on mobile and the group's over 2500 members they'll never get anything and i can't do that to my members obviously i feel you i feel you okay my last question for you keith because i like i said i know you're a busy man when's the next time you're coming to hawaii man you said for the last four years you're going to come back and surf and i was been waiting man <laughs> I that is seen a you great though. question man and it's something that i want to do very very soon maybe next year you need a break especially especially for honolulu just because i love waikiki yeah i don't know if you've ever visited that beach waikiki and also diamond head yeah i love diamond head um i surf there with a seven foot board and then waikiki i used a 10 footer i rented there because those waves are just like super long like they take you for like two minute rides i remember i was having conversations with some of the <laughs> like there. Right. yeah they're like these super mellow waves mm-hmm. very good experience and then you have the opposite side of the spectrum with um, Diamond Head where the waves are real rough and mm-hmm. you got to be real care- careful there. It's a lot more dangerous, but I got to go back there. I love it. There. I'm so upset. <laughs> okay. Well, but you hit me up whenever you come through, man, because yeah, I definitely want to hang out in person. I will do. I will do. And I, I love, like I said, I love everything that you're doing. Uh, could you let everybody that's listening know where to catch you at then? Absolutely. Yeah. You guys can feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel. YouTube channel is Keith Adam. You can also feel free to follow my Twitter, Keith Adam 10 and all my businesses, if you're interested for whatever reason, are in my bio link there. But uh, thank you so much for this opportunity, man. Like I said, it's literally a privilege to speak to you because I've been watching your videos for the longest. Since you had 9K subscribers, <laughs> when you had longer hair too, I, I remember everything, dude. I love it, bro. And honestly, like that just makes me feel so damn good because, you know, I, that means you've been around since like the early going for real. Yes, sir, and, uh, and But I... I can't put enough on it. Like I am honestly feel very privileged to talk to you because I see you doing your thing. 21. That's insane. I'm freaking 30 years old. I feel like a damn dinosaur compared to you and you're, (laughs) you're killing it and only, you know, getting older and getting better at it. So thank you for the work you do, Keith. Thank you for everything you do on the YouTube scene and like keeping it real, keeping it humble and helping all these people with the sneaker dreams, you know, like that's a huge thing for me. Respect you 100%. Um, so everybody listening, uh, I will put all of those socials into the description as well. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, we will be back again soon with another episode. So be sure to subscribe and turn your notifications on until next time though. Stay safe, stay humble and stay blessed. Aloha guys.
Hey, okay. Thank you so much, man. This was awesome. That was fun, man. That was fun. Let me yeah, uh, stop this recording. I'll, I'll edit recording this. Recording stopped. All right, man. But Happy yeah. Thanksgiving to you and your family. And thank you again for this opportunity. And just being able to talk to you is so cool, man. Like For, for sure, man. It's crazy. Like Even the even when we would trade texts, like, that's awesome, dude. I do, yeah, honestly, like anytime, hit me up. And like I said, if you have any like questions or you need like to do these collabs or something or you wanted to like try to figure out like projects and stuff, if you for haven't sure. talked to these guys like Seth or Kais or you guys wanted to like get in touch with them, dude, by all means, just hit me up and I'll, I'll get you connected. Like that's my for sure, thing. for sure. Yeah, I yeah. watch them too, especially Seth Fowler. Yeah, has I he not talked to you yet? All of his reviews. What's that? Has he hit you up or anything yet? Nah, I I'm following him on uh, Twitter, but I don't think he's um ever acknowledge me i don't know Damn, if he's, dude um, i feel like people I don't know, know if he knows who i am nah these I'm, guys like do. i said i'm like you said i'm in a different kind of niche i so guess i understand so. like no disrespect you talked to jacob though right star yeah jacob star because he reached out to me for some advice for his cook group that he was starting at i gotta say like he is such a genuine guy like, such a nice guy. yeah and yeah. see that's the thing is in the background a lot of these guys even the ones that seem kind of like weirder like uh kais he gets a lot of hate and stuff, but when I met him in person, bro, he's actually oh, yeah, pretty humble. He's a very genuine guy. Yeah, and it's just for him, he's been doing it for so long, like 10, 10 years or something. Like, I can understand why, like, <laughs> it's just tough, you know, to maintain, like, that does, level does, for 10 yeah. years. Dude, can you imagine? We've only been in it for, like, four or five years, and it's just, like, it seems, like, he's, so long. He's a real OG. Like, exactly. Beyond us. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, We're I appreciate rookies compared to him. He's been in this for <laughs> I honestly can't believe you're freaking only 21, but that's a good thing. So when you come through, we can definitely hit up a bar or something, get a drink, That'd hang out. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm finally amazed. I'll take you around, bro. I'll take you around. I got a car. I got free time. You know, let's, let's hang out. <laughs> Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, brother. I'll catch you later, though. Thanks. Of course. I'll catch you later. Happy okay. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Take care. Thank you, brother.